This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. And listeners, we are going back to some questions on Genesis. So our question today may have Michael stumped. Here is our question. Why was Cain afraid and needing a mark to be safe? And that is from Genesis 4. So, Michael, what do you think? Let's do this. I'll read the text. Let's read the text. And then you tell us your thoughts. And then I'll surmise whether or not I think you're correct or incorrect. There you go. All, All right. right. I like that. We can All do right. that. So, long story short, Cain kills Abel. God's yes. like, bad job, dude. Don't yep. do that. Yep. So he basically says, okay, when you work the ground, it shall no longer yield to you its strength. So it's going to be harder for you. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Yeah, I can hear him whining. I know. Like you literally killed your brother. He ceases to exist on this earth and you're concerned about being a wanderer. Got it. So behold, you have driven me away today from the ground and from your face shall I be hidden. Oh, by the way, I shall be a fugitive and wander on the earth. Yep, that's what God just said. Mm -hmm. And he says, whoever finds me will kill me. That's his concern. Then the Lord said to him, not so. If anyone kills Cain, I'm not saying you're not going to get killed. I'm just saying if they do. If anyone does. Vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord put a mark on Cain, lest anyone who found him should attack him. And then Cain went away from the presence of the Lord, settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Mm -hmm. So the question is, why was Cain afraid and needing a mark to be safe? Who was he afraid of? What do you think? The truth of the matter is, at this point, from what we can tell in Genesis 3 and Genesis 4, there are no other people on the face of this earth other than the potential of Cain's wife, if he did have a wife at this time. We do know that he eventually had a wife, but we don't see a great multitude of people that Cain should have been afraid of. What if there was? What if Abel already had children and a wife? And that's a potential my feeling is, is that Cain is going more and more on this whining episode that his punishment's so severe. Who's going to kill him? Well, I think what Cain is saying is, hey, someday in the future, because we live to be hundreds of years old, in the future, somebody might remember that I took my brother's life Mm. and they may hunt me down and kill me. And that's what he's afraid of. So I do think there is some some whining going on here, but I do think there is this potential that Cain is realistic in his response to God, that this is a possibility that someday in the future, somebody might hunt me down. Now, I think there is grace in God's response, even though Cain has done something very horrid and awful, and yet God is saying, I'm going to put a mark on you. And I think the question could be, well, what is this mark? Well, we don't know. I don't want to even go there saying what this mark might be. Yeah, that's the question I think they should have asked. Yeah, what is the mark? (laughs) What is the mark? Did he have a tattoo? Did he have, you know, did he have a birthmark? Now everyone knows that sees Cain. This is Cain because he's got this mark. That's what I like about Genesis is that there is so much between the lines in this text that we're just not told. All my questions are between the lines. Yes. But what God wants us to know is on the page. Yes. And apparently it didn't matter. Yeah. And I wonder if the 
readers under Moses when he was writing this and recording it and teaching it to the people, I wonder if they intuitively understood it or if they just left it to mystery and said, yeah, "Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Basically what you're saying is, you know, are they like modern day people asking the unknown questions? Yep. I don't know the answer to that either. (laughs) Or did they just, we just take it at face value. Yep. I do love the Lord's response in verse 15, where he says to Cain, not so. If anyone kills Cain, vengeance will be taken on him sevenfold. Who's going to take that vengeance? Well, we know from Scripture, the Lord is the one who takes vengeance. Yep, which I love. So whether or not there are people alive at the time of this happening or it was descendants afterwards, it's people. It's people. You know, it's a family. So you killed Uncle Abel. Yep. And if he had children, yeah. that actually could have been like maybe his major fear. Like I killed their dad and yeah. now they're spread out all over the world. And when word gets out about this, so we just don't know officially where procreation was at this time. Did he kill Abel a hundred years later? Yeah. After they had children, after they were married? We just have no idea. So that being said, hey, Tim. Yes. What will happen to the Holy Spirit when Jesus comes back? That is a great question. I say we answer that next time. Next time, please come back. 